Good morning once again. By the way, uh, congratulations to Brian and Canton. He won our tickets to see Elf the Musical up at uh, the uh, uh, Coast Live Theaters, the Boardwalk Theater up in Marine City, and we'll have uh, future opportunities for that going forward. He's still going even though... Well. Uh, <laughs> even though Steve, Steve. Courtney ruined it for him. <laughs> well, he knows for sure Steve's not in it. There you go. Right. That makes yeah. it better. Not okay. even in the chorus? I thought, <laughs> I, I thought he might be in the chorus. Um, yesterday, an unprecedented letter, at least insofar as I've ever seen, uh, more than 3,000, nearly 4,000 American auto dealers sending a letter to the President of the United States asking him to basically slow his role when it comes to the transition to EVs and the EV vehicle mandate. And uh, this was 3,800 dealerships crossing all 50 states. And the concern is that these are piling up on dealer lots. And we know that uh, dealers, they have the closest contact with the American consumer. They are the point of contact. And uh, we welcome in one of the the best and the biggest of them, Bill Galling, president of the Galling Automotive Group. I don't think there's a nameplate that you don't represent, Bill. No, good morning. How are you doing this morning? We're great, thank you. By the way, thank you for that supersized flag out in front of your dealership at Telegraph and Square Lake. <laughs> I just, every time I go by it, it makes my heart sore. So oh, thank, thank you. you for that. Uh, you're a good American. Thank you, Guy. What, what was behind this letter? Just put into words what you're hearing from customers. Well, th- that was the main thing, is when it's, you know, right now the mandate is, uh, for battery electric vehicles to be 50% of sales in 2030, almost 70% in 2032. And in the California states, they're looking at probably 2035 being 100%. And in all of this, the voice of the customer has not been heard. And the customers are telling us that they're very concerned about affordability. And affordability comes also as far as range and other things, but they're very concerned about the the affordability of the product itself. So when you take a look on the dealer lots, we're looking at a roughly 80-day supply of electrics versus 40-day supply of of gas cars. So the customers are telling us right now that they're not not all in on this yet, And, and we put down the term yet. I think it's a commendable goal. I mean, I think certainly reducing carbon is the right thing for us all to try to be doing. But, for instance, hybrids and plug-in hybrids don't even count. It has to be a full battery electric. Uh, and, Bill, you know, price one thing, but how much does uh, infrastructure anxiety and, and charging anxiety play into this? Oh, it plays in a lot of it. I mean, you know, if, if you're if – you, first of all, 50% of America does not have a garage. So where are you going to put the charger to charge your car? And, you know, and you're, the government's trying to build right now uh, 500,000 more chargers by 2030. That was part of the infrastructure bill. Not a single one has been activated yet, and we put down the word yet. And there, if you take a look at the price that they're doing, that's 15000 a charger. I'm putting in chargers next spring that are uh, level threes, which are the, hot, the, the big ones, and they're uh, just the cost of the charger, 62000 apiece. Whoa. Wow. Uh, Bill, how did this letter come about? How did 3,000 auto dealers come together and write the letter? I'm just interested on the logistics. Well, basically, it started on November 7th with a group of dealers saying, we got to try and put the voice of the customer out here. And they wrote a letter and just asked other dealers to sign on. And in that period of time between the 7th till yesterday, as you said, we have 3,882 dealers, by the way, 211 from Michigan. 
Bill, I'm going to go off the deep end here for a moment and suggest that could this be part of a larger conspiracy that if you price uh, automobiles out of the reach of most consumers, that they'll end up riding the bus? And could that be the ulterior motive here for, <laughs> for some extreme environmentalists? That one's above my pay grade. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's real deep But when you totally ignore consumers, which is what they're doing, you got to wonder if there isn't a larger motive at work here. Uh, there, uh, there may be, but like I say, that's above my pay grade. But all I know is our customers are saying too much, too, too much, too fast. And the other thing is, is the is the minerals that go into making the batteries are basically seventy five percent controlled by China. I mean, OPEC only controls forty percent of the oil. Is there a, a demand for the hybrids? I know people that have the hybrids, and that seems like a softer landing for some people. A better transition. Very much so. I mean, you know, there is a place for it. I mean, by the way, there's a place for all of it, the plug-in hybrids, the regular hybrids. But the thing is, those vehicles, because they have engines, don't count. It, it, the government is pure battery electric. But if you were to take uh, roughly 500 pounds of these raw earth materials, raw earth minerals, lithium, graphite, manganese, nickel, and graphite. If you take 500 pounds, you'd make one battery electric vehicle, but you can make six plug-in hybrids and 90 hybrids. Right. And, and the and difference is huge when it comes to the amount of, of carbon that's saved. And well, is the yeah. goal to make battery electric vehicles, or is the goal to cut, car, or cut carbon? Well, exactly. And I, I think, you know, you're a Toyota dealer in, in addition to the Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Kia GMC Fiat Alfa Romeo. I want to make sure I didn't leave in anybody. On, it, huh? Didn't want to leave anybody out. Um, uh, but when when you talk about that, you're right. Not only do those minerals uh, create their own carbon footprint in the extraction process, but yes. but and I think the folks at Toyota have done a really good job messaging this, which is when you put someone in a hybrid, you instantly reduce their carbon footprint. And you can do it by more than 50% with less of a, of, of a consequence to the environment. Yes, because what it does, it doesn't require a charger. It puts no stress on the grid. It puts no stress on the supply chain. And it doesn't force people to change their driving habits at all. So what do you do, uh, Bill, with all these uh, EVs on the lot? I mean, you're trying to sell them, but, I mean, if they're not going fast, I mean, what, what happens? Well, I, well, <laughs> Sooner or later, you have to say, you know, I give up or something, you know, as far as I, with taking more. But we, we, have, we are not in that situation really in Michigan too much, at least with our brands. Uh, you know, obviously Ford Motor Company and some of the other companies have got a lot more battery electrics out there right now. For the Stellantis brands, uh, most of that is coming in the next year. Mm-hmm. Can, can I ask you, Bill, why is it that, that the NADA – didn't write this letter why is it that the big three and other automakers aren't writing letters just as strongly worded as this uh, to the administration i think what this is i think it's better done from us in all honesty because we we are the voice of the customer and that's the that's the right thing i think to do it's the it's what the customer is telling us because ultimately that's going to dictate the success of, of this and we what we're really looking for is just tap the brakes let's let's push it out and by the way some of these manufacturers if you don't hit these goals it's millions and millions of dollars in penalties and fines but i feel like the automakers have been silenced bill that, that, that 
in past times, they could feel like they could push back on this, but politically, they don't feel like they can do it, or maybe they just assume that nobody's going to listen. I, 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 you'd have to ask them. Yeah. Well, did you get any response yet from the letter? Nothing, nothing yet from the administration hmm. that I'm aware of. Let's just put it that way. Well, you, you would. You know, I, that's why I, I, I get upset because I think that they are. They, they have. They know this is this is this is a, a a decision they have made to ignore the voice of the consumer. Exactly. Uh, but we uh, we give you full credit and your colleagues for trying, uh, Bill Golling. Well, we it's really the do. right thing. Like say again, when you look at prices, the average hybrid's thirty-eight grand, the plug-in's forty-seven, and a and a battery electric is fifty-four, but it's down from sixty. Even with the reduction in price, we've gone from six percent market share to eight. And Michigan, by the way, is at three, and we're supposed to get to fifty or seventy. Wow. Yeah. Well, so what you would like to see, though, is a redesignation, perhaps, to get credit for hybrid sales as being uh, reaching that goal, a step I towards think, reaching I that think goal? I think that, just personally, I think that's a, a fair thing to get into. But I also think if it's battery electrics, we just need some more time to get the grid better, right. to have the, ba- the charging better, to understand the, the range anxiety, because obviously, you know, the range is good at 70 degrees outside, not so good when it's 10 or not so good when it's 130. Right. So, uh, you know, it, it's just to, it's to get the more control of things, I guess, is the best way. All right. Tapping the brakes. And uh, it is let the customers' voices be, be heard. heard. Yeah, uh, Is at the top of this uh, letterhead from more than 3,800 dealers across America. Bill, thanks very much. Thank you for having me. That's very kind, and everybody have a great day. You, you too. Too. And we're going to salute that flag on the way by <laughs> when we go home. Uh, When we come back, uh, talk about a voice. Uh, This uh, she's going to be Anna in the national tour of Frozen, which uh, is coming here to Detroit. We'll tell you where you can see it and introduce you to this uh, West Bloomfield native who will be starring in this production. That's ahead at 849 on GR Morning.